I'm sorry that you're jealous. <laughs> Jenna is a moron, you know. She's not. She's in AP Calculus. She's a moron in a deeper sense. You don't even know her. Miss Patty assigned you a role, by the way. You just never showed up to claim it. What role? The Tempest. There is no role of the Tempest. It is the titular role. No, it's a made-up thing, so we all can participate. You can't do anything unless you're the center of attention, can you? Yeah, well, you know your mom's tits, they're fake, totally fake. She made one bad decision at 19. Two bad decisions. And at 15. What is... Up, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Rotten Potato Podcast, a podcast where four friends sit down and talk about movies that you absolutely should have seen, but one of us never has. And uh, my name is Zach, and we're talking about a movie I really like called Lady Bird, <laughs> in case you haven't heard of it. Yeah. I'm Tyler. I'm Scott. I'm Jake. I know, Zach, that we give you crap for your intros a lot, uh, but this one Do at the you? beginning... I mean, not me specifically, but they do more than I do. Most of the time, it's like via text when you're not included. I was going to oh, say, like, yeah. is this behind my back? Uh, <laughs> no, but you, you sounded like at first you were introducing a fight or something. Yeah? Yeah, like, like it's time, guys. <laughs> Let's get ready to rumble. Yeah, which is not a bad thing. I like... I was going to say, why am I getting crap? <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I, wasn't, I, I didn't want you to think I was giving you crap, but uh, I like it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm happy that you like this one. Yeah. But the Let fact that you brought up that people give me crap about it, it's the only thing I can fixate on now. <laughs> yeah. Let it be known all of the, the stuff we've said has been to your face. We don't actually talk about okay. your opening. So you don't give me crap then. <laughs> not really. There was a couple of times. We have yeah. before. In the past. Yeah. In the past. In the past. Yeah. No, no, in the not. future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, later, way later past, I'm like, going to give you so much crap. Like season one, my openers were pretty rough. I think there was a couple in season two, too, but I don't... Maybe. Yeah. yeah. But season two was season two, Zach. That's true. So I Simp feel like... Zach I is pretty good at opening. I brought the heat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so what are you simping over these days? Uh, I'm sipping on Ladybird right now. Oh yeah, yeah. That's she's See, underage. I'm still sipping, si- not the character. <laughs> okay, the film. that's a good, good, good clarity there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still am simping CK for uh, for obvious reasons. But I'm simping Lady Bird for this episode. Are you simping on anything outside of like movies? Um, I was sipping on some coffee (laughs) (laughs) earlier. Sipping. Yeah. Is that what you said? (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like. What are you sipping on? (laughs) Just water. Okay. I do feel like you also simp coffee. I simp coffee as well. What's What's your favorite coffee spot? Uh, the, ooh, that's the Chick Fil A by my house where he got it from. <laughs> yeah, the Chick Fil A in Temecula <laughs> is really good. Yeah, there's a spot near my house, um, Chick Fil A in Costa Mesa. <laughs> it's really good. I like the Chick Fil A in Riverside. <laughs> has some really about, good coffee. How do you feel about the Moval Chick Fil A? No, that one's <laughs> that one is trash. <laughs> Well, there isn't it's a mobile really Chick Fil A, so yeah, there is. no, there isn't. It's in it's in Riverside. That's a oh, Riverside. Day, yeah, yeah. It's a, no, yeah, we don't need to get into that. <laughs> you you set me up for you, you tricked me. <laughs> I'm a little tricksy. I'll tell you who I am not simping on. You <laughs> <laughs> got him. Got me. Yeah. Well, we're so, we're talking about one of my favorite movies of all time. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. I. Uh, He'd never told me that, but I, as soon as I started watching it, knew that for a fact. Uh, <laughs> what about it? This is uh, the most Zach movie of all time. And I was thinking that, and then Timothy Chalamet showed up. Yeah. <laughs> I was not expecting him. And, and then I was, I was like, I oh, okay, this is, this is Zach. Wait, why, why is a Timothy Chalamet's just presence in a movie? It just, it was new? already that. And you just... I, I just feel it like just that's something you would love. Ele- not elevated it like it <laughs> in just, a good way. In, in like a in like a this is just got Zach vibes. Yeah, yeah. it's got Zach energy. Yeah, I feel like I'm I'm it's like BCE. both like proud of that and a little maybe insulted too. What what about that insults you? I don't know. Maybe I we'll didn't see mean it as an insult. We'll see if you guys trash this movie and then by the end of it, then I'll <laughs> know if determine. I'm insulted or yeah. not. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. No, I didn't mean it as an insult. It was just uh, my first thought. And actually, I was talking to my mom. Was asking me what movie movies we were doing and then uh i said oh ladybird and she said zach picked that one huh <laughs> and, and i was like yeah and then i said i think it's the most zach movie ever and even my mom was like yeah that makes sense <laughs> had she seen it uh she had seen it what did she think 
She likes it a lot. Okay. Yeah. yeah so she, she's a fan of Zach picks. She's at least a fan of this Zach pick. <laughs> I, I'm not, I haven't asked her about the other ones. Okay. Uh, I wonder if Tom has seen this movie. I don't know. Who's Tom? Our number one fan. <laughs> Tom, uh, shout out for you. I hope you have seen this movie. If you haven't, definitely go give it a watch. It's a it's a Zach pick, so you'll like it. You might not like it, but also, I, think, I know who you are. I was just being mean. Uh, this is also our first A twenty four movie. Yeah, I was I was noticing that. I'm I'm really excited about it. We have a couple next year. Mm-hmm. We have another one in like two weeks, three weeks. That's true. And this might be our most recent movie now. I think probably. I, I don't so. know much about like studios, like. Like, what are some of the other big, stu- like, there's A24, is something, Studio Ghibli, is that a thing? That's uh, what made Spirited Away your favorite oh, movie. Oh, that's yeah. why I know it. It's because you always bring it up. I yeah. do not always bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen two Studio Ghibli movies. That's the only, I don't know where else I would have heard it. Jake, that that constitutes an identity, so just own it, just like Lady Bird is a Zack movie. All yeah. right, uh, yeah. Studio Ghibli has major Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just feel like uh, I wasn't saying it as an insult and, and Scott is. <laughs> yeah. You know, what are you talking about? I loved Spirited Away. Yeah, <laughs> would you give it a solid three point nine? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyler gave it three point two though. Yeah, Scott. For the most part, studios don't really matter. Like they, they just don't make a huge impact on the tone of a film. Okay, except A twenty four. Like A twenty four has a lot of like uh, creative, uh, like clout. Okay. Like they're kind of known as like, so the, they only like seek out certain types of projects. Yes. Yeah. They only do very art housey type films. Okay. Um, and they, it, they've, they've developed like a, like a reputation for themselves for that. Got it. But for the most part, it's like if Paramount or, you know, something like that does a film, it doesn't really matter. They like give you most of the creativeness to the directors. Yeah. And, and you, you might like be able to build an expectation around whether or not it's going to be good or like well financed, but like for the most part, other studios just don't have like a niche identity. Okay. But a 24 is like definitely has that identity. Cool. Well, speaking of which Scott, do you want to jump into a little bit of just the facts? Yeah, so this was directed by Greta Gerwig, and it was written by Greta Gerwig. It released on September 1st, 2017. has a runtime of 94 minutes. The other guys gave this a 99%. IMDb gave it a 7.4. It had a box office of $79 million on a $10 million budget, so that's a 7.9 return. It didn't win any awards, but it was nominated for five. Uh, Best Picture, Best Lead Actress, Best Supporting Actress for uh, Laurie Metcalf, and then Best Directing and Best Screenplay. Yeah, I just want to jump in and say, I think, you know, I it's funny, Jake, that you brought up the Timothy Chalamet thing because I'm I could be wrong, but I think I'm way more of a Timothy Chalamet simp than Zach is. I I don't know that I disagree with that, but it just seemed like yeah. it, it added to the Zach it did. vibe to it, me. It totally did. But uh the actor that really like impressed me in this movie was Laurie Metcalf, the mom. Mm. I thought she was terrific in this movie. Yeah, I thought she did a good job. As far as Timothy Chalamet, I really don't like him. I was kind of bummed when he came on screen. I don't know what it is about him because I don't know if he's... I'm not, I'm not saying he's bad, but I'm always thinking about his acting when I see him on screen. Like Interesting. I, as soon as I see him, I come out of whatever experience I'm in and I start thinking about him. Does he? Did Timothy Chalamet <laughs> hurt you? Or? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Is it because he reminds you of Andrew? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I'm like, you look like a roommate I used to have. <laughs> I'm trying to think what I've seen him in other than this in Dune. I haven't seen Call Me By Your Name. Oh, loved. Uh, I can't even think of what else he's, he's in. He's really in the more in. recent Little Women. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, Greta Gerwig directed that too. It's mm. the same director. Yeah. I, I, like I can't believe I forgot about that. I love that movie. I really like that. I like that, but I didn't like his character or oh, like really? just him in that movie. Hmm. I don't have any strong opinions on Timothy Chalamet. Except that he has Zach energy. Yeah. That's not even a strong opinion. Like, <laughs> like, you, you, <laughs> could, you could walk opinion. me like you could walk me 
back from that probably uh-huh. it's just it was my thought you know no and it's a valid thought yeah i i agree with you yeah yeah but i definitely know tyler's a bigger i mean i mean a huge simp you're yeah. a big uh you're a big uh what's his name timothy you're a big Timothy fan, yep. but also a big Lucas Hedges fan, right? I am huge Lucas Hedges Who's fan that? too. He played the uh, closeted boyfriend. Oh, okay, yeah. What else has he been in? I don't. I didn't even recognize him. Uh, man, he's done a few things. Mostly things I have. He was seen, in probably. Honey Boy. Yeah, I've seen it. Uh, some, I guess, some more like probably smaller stuff. You wouldn't. Uh, nothing super. Manchester by the yeah. Sea, though. That I feel was like there Academy. must be something Scott would have seen though, because I've definitely seen him in something before. You're more cultured than me, though. Thank you. Yeah. That might have been the nicest compliment Scott's ever paid you. Yeah, I think 100%. (laughs) I'm glad it was recorded. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he was in Three Billboards. Did you see that? I haven't seen that. Oh, yeah. That's coming up next season. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah, Yeah, I'm doing that soon. Yeah, I'm a big Lucas Hedges fan. Uh, I'm like, so this and uh, like Manchester by the Sea, which like has been on our list. Like we have like a, a running a backlog like list. Yeah. yeah. And it's been on our list since season one, since season one. Yeah. And it's never gotten picked mostly because I'm probably the only one that would pick it. And it is just one of the sadder movies I've ever seen in my life. So I thought there was at one point we were going to pick it and then Jake like X'd it. Did like I, you put a strike through on it and was like, don't pick this please. <laughs> Yeah, I heard it was a really big bummer. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know maybe I struck through it on the list. I'm pretty maybe. sure. You, but that would have well, been it season was one. It, yeah. It's okay. If you it was remember. at some point. I, I assumed it was you because I knew yeah. I didn't, and I figured they both would actually pick it. Yeah, no, I've heard that it's a, it's very sad, and that does not sound like something I want to watch. Mm. It is. Uh, but in that movie, Lucas Hedges plays uh, like just the most like roughneck East Coast kid. Mm. Like he's like just a garbage fire of like problems. Mm -hmm. And it's so crazy to me that Lucas Hedges can so equally play that kind of like he can play like Casey Affleck's, you know, little nephew, uh, like that kind of like Boston energy or this closeted theater kid Mm -hmm. effortlessly. Like he can do both. And it's cool. It's it's impressive to me. Sweet. Well, Zach, do you want to tell us a little bit about like why you nominated it? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so like I said, this it has probably become one of my favorite movies. Um, I I really loved this movie the first time I watched it, and I've I've rewatched it a few times, and I love it a, a ton every time I watch it. I think it's really funny. I think it's really heartfelt. It's a movie that can make me laugh a lot and cry, and like sometimes back to back scenes. Um, Tyler, you had mentioned that. Uh, Oh, what's it called? Perks. Perks of being a wallflower was your favorite coming of age story. I think this one is mine. Um, I think the direction is really good. I think the script is really good. It made me a Greta Gerwig fan. Um, and like Jake said, like I do just relate to the main character a lot. I feel like I experienced a lot of very similar things that she kind of experiences in the movie um, as she's processing just uh, her feelings of where she comes from and what she wants in life and then just being sentimental about different things. Like it's a very sentimental movie and I'm a very sentimental person. Um, and it's it's a very like romantic movie, like not like a, like a relationally romantic, but just like an overly romanticized, I think, view of life at times that's just contrasted by like the harsh realities of life and mm-hmm. kind of having to like reconcile those two. And so there's just a lot about it that I really relate to on a personal level but i also just think it's an excellent movie i think the dialogue is really good um it never feels like overdone or cheesy like it feels so effortlessly or or so effortless i would say more often than not um and yeah it it just it has so many different emotions it's i think it's it's wholesome and yet really like raw and authentic all at the same time Mm. yeah that's awesome. Uh, what, Zachary, what? I just, the, the, your whole body language, just it really felt like you were about to be super dismissive of everything Zach said, and I was pretty stoked. <laughs> but everything you said is invalid, Zach. I just didn't feel that way. Um, I disagree. <laughs> no, I, I, I really liked uh, 
like some of her like character arc of like starting in this place of like really hating her hometown and wanting to leave and get out of this place to by the, by the end, like her just reminiscing and romanticizing about Sacramento. Yeah. Like she, the way she talks about it too is very like romantic. And um, so, yeah, I thought, it, I think it's a very uh, interesting movie. Um, I don't, I wouldn't say I loved it, but I wouldn't, um, I don't think it was bad mm-hmm. by any means. Um, and so I'm interested to hear like how you guys talk about it. Cause I think I could be swayed a lot in this conversation, but uh, I was a late bloomer. Who else was a late bloomer? I had not seen it. And then Tyler, you had seen it. I had seen it before. So I saw this movie, uh, when it came out, but I didn't see it in theaters. Um, I waited for it to hit, uh, iTunes and mm-hmm. bought it and watched it at home. And, uh, I kind of kicked myself for sleeping on it because I, I, was surprised by how much I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, not surprised in that, like, I thought it would be bad. I just didn't think I was going to enjoy it as much as I did. I will say, watching it through, I watched it twice uh, for this. Okay. Um, because I, I watched it so long ago that I decided to watch it again just to, like, have fresher thoughts. Um, and I really, really enjoyed it this second and third time watching it. Um, even more than the first time, I feel like every time I have watched it, it's grown on me even more. Mm. Um, and it started from a a high enjoyment spot Mm -hmm. and and grown on me even more since, uh, I think the, I think the standout for me with this movie is the, uh, the story and the acting. I think everyone just acts the hell out of their part. Mm -hmm. Even the, like, you know, it's easy to be like, um, passed over but even her dad like his acting is like he doesn't do much mm-hmm. you know but his acting is so but he feels like dad yeah he <laughs> yeah. feels like dad like it's just like man like you're doing a lot with very little uh all across the board everyone's incredible but yeah like i said earlier laurie metcalf for me is like man she is just a powerhouse mm-hmm. that scene at the like toward the end when she is, when she drops Lady Bird off at the airport and dad gets out with her mm-hmm. and the camera just follows her and like for, you know, a solid two, three minutes, like honestly way too long, like where you're like, okay, I thought we were cutting away, but we're not. And without speaking a word, you see like an entire thought process, like go through her head. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just, it's incredible. Like her acting was just, you know, I, I, I think she should have gotten the, the Academy Award, honestly. Mm. Yeah, I thought she did a, a great job uh, acting. I hated her character, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But like, I think we were supposed to. Yeah, you're supposed to. Because <laughs> yeah. Lady Bird hates her yeah. character, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> but the whole time I was like, wow, you are such a bad mom. Yeah, uh-huh. but here's the thing. She's not a bad mom. She's just a, um, she's a very stressed out woman. You know what I mean? Sure. Like she just has but a she lot. still has a child that she needs to care for. And she does. She does in a, in a way. In a way, yeah. But not in the way that Lady Bird needs. Yeah, especially that scene. Like, I, man, I, I, I feel like this is going to be an easy uh, ep for me. I feel like I could talk about this movie for yeah. hours. Um, but that scene where Lady Bird says, uh, give me a number. Uh-huh. Tell me how much I owe you for raising me. Yeah. And one day I'm going to leave this place and I'll pay you back. Uh-huh. And, like, the most, like, savage knife twist from mom Uh of just, I don't think you'll ever be able to do that. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, you're right. She's not a, she's a, a troubled mom. She's not a perfect mother. Um, and that scene is just brutal. Like Uh the, the wound that she inflicted. Yeah. It felt like emotionally abusive to me. That's strong, but I get it. Yeah. Jake, you were a late bloomer. Oh yeah. Oh, Sorry, we just we've gotten pretty deep into the like I, I have some thoughts on the mom. Uh where like I think she at times is a bad mom and then other times is is a good mom. Like she's kind of the one holding the family together. Yes. And she's taking Ladybird 
dress shopping and but then like her. making like really mean comments to her yeah, the whole time definitely i think that that's just like a really realistic like depiction of like a lot of parents like i think that a lot of parents can be good and bad parents sometimes at the same time you know um and and so she's not only just doing that like she's picking up ladybird from wherever she was i think from like someone's house i think it was right after her and i think it's name's kyle like right after I think they have sex for the first time or something like that. And she just starts crying. Yeah. And she's with her with that. Yeah. And I think that the mom knows that she cannot reach Lady Bird the same way that the dad can. And I think that really frustrates her. Yeah. She she strikes me as someone who like wants to problem solve mm-hmm. and not just exist in the issue. Yeah. And so I think it frustrates her that she can't connect with Lady Bird the same way that the dad can. And I think that we're shown that when she writes Lady Bird all the letters. Yeah. And then she's insecure about the letters, so she doesn't want her to see them. And yeah. then the dad gives them to Lady Bird anyways. And it shows like she really cares so much for Lady Bird, but her imperfections get in the way of that a lot of times. I think the dad says it to Lady Bird, I think. Um, but it, <clears throat> I think what we're seeing is like the mom and Lady Bird are just the same person. And so, like, as, like, uh, volatile as Ladybird is, like, that's how the mom is. And there is something, you know, obviously I'm not a parent, but there is something to, like, you know, trying to raise yourself kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's like, oh, my gosh, you're just like me. Like, yeah. you're so stubborn. You're so volatile. You're so... And I'm all those things, too. And that's just inherently like difficult, like to see yourself in, in a, a mirror of, of, uh, your child. And, uh, yeah, I don't think she handles it great. I think she has a lot to like learn herself and, and as you know, in spite of all of the struggle that she's gone through, she has a lot to still grow up from. Um, but, uh, I think that she, I, I think that everything that she does, she does with good intentions. Just execution is poor. And I love how we have the scene where uh, Lady Bird is standing outside with Shelly. And Shelly talks about, I like, your mom's a really good person. Like, she has a big heart. Ugh. And the fact that they, like, brought her into the home. And it's almost kind of like if we had a movie where Shelly was the main character, like what would the mom, like what would her portrayal? Right. Like? You know, almost like we would see a much more cheery version of the mom, but like her and Lady Bird, they just butt heads so much. And Lady Bird almost kind of brings out the worst aspects of the mom, mm-hmm. you know? Jake, you were a late bloomer. <laughs> 20, uh, 23 minutes in. Um, yeah, I, sorry, I was th- I'm thinking about what everybody's saying now. Um, I, Liked the movie. I love a good coming of age story every mm-hmm. uh, every now and again. It's not something that I would I would call like my favorite genre, but I like it. And I think something you said, Zach, and or a little bit earlier, you said like it felt very natural. And I think that was one of my big takeaways from this. Like, and I think it's all to do probably with the the story and, and the the acting that impressed me. Where like it, it feels like I walked away and I was like, okay, sure, that was a story, but it just, it felt very real life to me yeah, uh, in a way that I don't feel like I see very much in movies. Yeah. It's like you have to like, I, it's hard to find like strike the line between telling a story and then having real life because real life oftentimes is not very interesting to tell about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that I think was what impressed me most. I thought the acting was very good and I, I liked it more than I thought I would. I didn't think I would, I thought I would feel pretty whatever about it, but I actually liked it pretty well. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I hadn't really thought about this with this movie, um, but you saying that, I I think you're totally right. Like, real life is often uh, mundane. Yeah. Like, uh, and when you think about it, this story is incredibly mundane. Like, but somehow interesting. Somehow interesting. Like, it's just about a girl in her, you know, senior year of high school figuring out where she's going to go to college and figuring out sex and, you know, boyfriends and, you know, friendships, popularity, like it's very mundane, honestly, but somehow it's fascinating. Uh-huh. And, and that's impressive. Like, I don't know how Greta Gerwig did it to yeah. be honest. It, it feels like magic. I think like part of it 
is it feels like an underdog story. Like she doesn't feel like she is Ladybird set up for a successful life. Yeah. And so you get to like see the inner workings of like her life and realize like, oh, like she's as even though her mom like says that stuff to her, like it's it's very it could have been very easy for her to become those statistics. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to see her like try to like fight those things and overcome her challenges like personally and with school and those types of things. I think that's where like the heart of it comes in. Like you're kind of like just rooting for this girl to overcome the odds. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. And not just, not just Ladybird, but really the whole family, like going back to like the dad who I, again, like I don't even know the actor's name. Like I never see let's okay. I had never. He, yeah. He's become, I don't know if I knew who he was prior to Ladybird as well, but he's become like one of my favorite character actors. He was also in, Little Women. Uh, he pops up quite a bit here and there. He was in The Post. He was in um, Ford v. Ferrari. I feel like he's great oh, every wow. time I see him. I He's just such a... You're right. He's a character actor. Yeah. He's set, like, I... Like I was like, he's in the post. And I was like, yeah. oh wow, yeah, he is in the post. And then Ford v. Ferrari, he yeah. he plays uh Ford, right? I don't remember. I think so. Yeah. I think he does. Yeah, yeah. he does. Yeah. But he's become one of my favorite character actors. Yeah. And yeah. he's great. He him, his relationship with Ladybird in this movie might be my favorite aspect of the movie. I think they have such a charming relationship and he I, I think uh, Tracy is able to portray so much with the little amount of like dialogue and time on screen that he has. Yeah. Like, I feel like it'd be so easy for him to come across like this just weak, maybe spineless man, but he doesn't. Mm-hmm. He just comes across as like a defeated man, like yeah. a tired, defeated man. Well, and, and it's so funny, like, like he's definitely not, he, he, like there are like uh, clues that he's maybe checked out, mm-hmm. but uh, my favorite scene I think in the whole movie is with him. Uh, it's when he uh, is in the job interview, and he's like talking to this child. Yeah, and like just you know, I mean, he's you know, a, it was a good interview on his side, but like it's clearly like not a fit and then he walks downstairs and his son walks up Mm -hmm. and that scene and he's like i guess we're going for the same job and he just like like pats him on the shoulder and he's like go get him yeah go get him you know ah such a good scene that i mean it's i i have goosebumps right now like that was such a powerful scene and he did so little you know but but communicated so much that's something that i feel like this movie does extremely well that I think is just all props to Greta Gerwig is that she's able to take these smaller characters and make them really rich and really like rounded and three-dimensional. Whereas like the brother Miguel could have just been like a comedic relief. And at Mm -hmm. times he is, there's some really funny moments with him. Like when uh, Lady Bird says, like, they just look like the same person. And he yeah. kind of, like, glances back and they literally look like the same person. There's a few really funny moments with him. Um, but then, like, we have that moment after the interview that's, like, a really powerful moment with with Miguel. Um, and I feel that way with Julie as well. I think Julie's really funny. But then there's also, we get some really interesting, like, glimpses into her character that is kind of sad a little bit, too. And, and then especially with the drama teacher, too who Stephen McKinley is another one of my favorite character actors of the last couple of years. Um, But the, the drama teacher is one of the more compelling characters in this movie for me. Oh gosh. So he is, uh, I learned a little bit watching the director's commentary. Uh, He's actually like, he doesn't act a ton, you know, like he really is just a character actor. He gets pulled in, you know, every once in a while. Um, But he's a Juilliard acting teacher. I had heard that too. Yeah. And so that acting like sequence with when he he cries, when he like breaks down crying, um, like that was just a real, like they just brought him in. They didn't really write lines for him. They, Greta just said, I just want you to actually teach these kids like you would in your class. Mm -hmm. And so the kids were super excited because they're like, we're totally learning, like, act, we're doing, like, acting, like... Uh, we're getting a free Juilliard We're getting a free right Juilliard now. class, yeah. And, uh, but he just absolutely, uh, absolutely crushed 
all of yeah. his scenes. Yeah. Which it's funny that we, we kind of came to this, uh, cause I wanted to talk about how, uh, it's sad in hindsight, the scene where he starts crying before any of the other students do. But I feel like in the moment, it is such a funny scene. Oh yeah. Me. Like yeah. I think it's a really hilarious <laughs> <Yeah>. joke. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the scene. He's like, we're going to do this. First one to cry wins. Yeah. We're oh, going to do this exercise. Yeah. The first one to cry. And he instantly. Yeah, starts that, was, <laughs> that, was, that was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. And then he apologizes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. And then I love when, I mean, it's, again, it's it's really sad, which is what I love about this movie. It's sad and funny at the same time, how he has to, like, take a leave of absence to deal with his depression, but then how they bring in the football coach. To yeah, be that, the football, that was funny. I think it was very funny. That was a good thing. Yeah, day. yeah, exactly. Because that like, kind of stuff happens. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> the thing I really liked about the football coach is, like, he didn't, like, he didn't know what he was doing, and it would have been probably easier and more typical to have somebody be like, this is stupid. I don't care about it. But he's like, so like stoked on it. He's and so it, excited. He, like, like he like throws up his hands yeah. in victory yeah. after the, the monologue. And I thought that was very And funny. he's like directing oh, them. Yeah. Like he's calling plays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Yeah. It's, I think it's easy for me to fixate with this on the, the, uh, drama of the nuance of the emotionality of all the little nuances of this film but yeah it really is i mean it's truly a hilarious movie like it, it's so funny yeah i laugh I, a lot during this movie i think my favorite scene in the whole movie is the very beginning when she jumps out of the car i thought that was just really funny like and i i was like this movie is gonna be uh is this a comedy i had no idea what yeah. i was getting into at that point but i thought that that was just a genuinely very funny scene it kind of has like a, a Wes Anderson absurdity to it totally. at the beginning. Like yeah. it feels a little Wes Anderson ish. Yeah. The comedy for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's very uh, absurd and delivered so dryly. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like it kind of did through the whole movie. Like even the coach, like, yeah, I, I think the fact that a coach has to become a drama teacher is a real thing that happens but I don't think a coach coming in and drawing football plays <laughs> yeah. for the drama team is what actually happened. So the whole thing was kind of like just dramatized and over the top mm -hmm. when it came to the comedy portion of it. So, and, and like, and even like Jake, like your point, like that was uh, just one of the funnier scenes to me. Like uh -huh. when, you know, the monologue happens and he like, you know, triumphantly like cheers, like yeah. it's like, yeah, that's like, n no one would do that, you know, in mm -hmm. that moment, but like he does it and it's hilarious. You know, it's, it is over the top. Mm -hmm. You're right. But, but d like done so dryly and matter of factly, like mm -hmm. it feels authentic. It feels real. It doesn't yeah, feel it feels like he's just a weird character. Yeah. <laughs> and like, we all know those like kind of weird over intense people, you know, that like don't read the room and you know, like, like it feels honest and real. Like mm -hmm. that's a real person, even though no one is like that. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. What, uh, what about, uh, the, uh, like the boyfriends, the two boyfriends, what did you guys think about that story arc? It was, I mean, I, I really hated Timothy Chalamet, uh, yeah. from the moment I saw him, but, um, why? Just because he was just Timothy Chalamet, just a bad dude. <laughs> What he hated the character, from, not Timothy Chalamet. From the yeah. moment you saw him, you hated him. What was he? Not doing from the moment what? I saw him, actually, because he was just playing in a band. Uh -huh. uh, but when they when they had their first conversation, I was like, "Oh, I don't like this dude." Okay. Um, and I think I was proved right in yeah. not liking that guy. Uh, and I, it was very interesting. Like, I feel like you could have set yourself up to like just hate the uh, the first boyfriend. Mm -hmm. I've forgotten his name. Um, but like, I, I think that, yeah, I, I thought like he was going to be like, you know, an, an enemy for the rest of the movie, but he wasn't. And then you end up feeling sympathy for him, which is not something I expected to happen in the movie at all. Like it surprised me that we saw something like that. You know, it's funny. He's, I think the only character besides Lady Bird that I actually wanted to know what happens to him after. Mm. Uh -huh. Like, you know, because I do, like, by the end, like, I feel a lot of sympathy for him. Like, everyone else, I'm, I'm, I, I care about them, but I'm, I, I'm, I really only care about them when they're in front of me, uh -huh. you know? Um, and yeah, Kyle, uh, Timothy Chalamet's character, like, like, 
honestly, like I care about him to hate him. Like I don't like him, you know, like he's, he's not a bad guy. He's just a kid, you know? Yeah. I guess it, when you're watching a movie, it's hard to, I know. Think yeah. About that. Totally. Totally. But, but I think that's like some of the, the magic of this movie is that like, I guess I do, you know, and, in, in, in because of maybe because of the actors, you know, because of what they do, um, that like, I do actually think about the like nuances of each of their stories. Like the mom, like I don't hate her. Like she's not a bad mom. She's, you know, got a lot to figure out. Like she's imperfect and complicated and she has her own story and her own emotionality and her own uh, like demons that she's dealing with, just like the dad and, and even Kyle, like it's like, ah, you know, he's just a dumb kid, you Mm -hmm. know, like he'll probably grow out of this you know, phase of being like, and look back at how like cringy he was. Yeah, exactly. You know, and how seriously he took himself. Exactly. Yeah. Like he just seemed like just a, a kid trying way too hard to be cool, yes. which I just thought was funny. Yeah. Totally. I feel like there are kids that I knew like that in high school and they're just as stupid now. They, he might be, and he might always be that cringy. <laughs> You know, I'm going to, I'm going to be a, maybe a dick. I'm going to throw you under the bus, Zach, but I, I kind of feel like you I were like, like that. I feel and like, I kind of feel like you still are. <laughs> <laughs> you are who I was talking about. See, I told you that I might be insulted. During this. <laughs> I feel like, uh, like Kyle and lady bird are like two sides of my coin of my high school self a little bit. Yeah. Like I'm kind of an amalgamation of them. Those two characters. So, um, but you came out fine. You turned out great. Not according to Jake. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I don't know. I, I don't have as much grace for the mom. I feel like she did things that just weren't okay. Like, give, no matter what happened to her, like, it doesn't sure. give her permission to do those types of things. No, I, I 100% agree. Like, I, I agree. think she did a lot of things very wrong. I don't think, I wouldn't say, oh, she's mom of the year, great mom. But I think that we see that she's trying and just in failing, like trying and at times succeeding, but like more often than not failing. I feel like this movie never made me try to feel any way about any character. Mm. Like some movies very much so do try to make you feel like this is the enemy or like you're supposed to hate, like to get to Jerry Maguire, the other uh, agent yeah. that he's always competing against. We're like, supposed to not like him? You, I, it makes sense that you like it. It makes character. sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Show he, me the money. Yeah. Sorry. We'll get to I that. Just that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I just got into Jerry Maguire mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did we, relevance to who we were talking can about. Can we cut that out? <laughs> I thought you were going to pull a Ghostbusters and say, can we just start talking about Jerry Maguire? Yeah. <laughs> I would uh, love to. Or we could talk about Ghostbusters. No. No. I don't or think, Home Alone. I don't think we really need to talk about Ghostbusters ever. Uh <laughs> But yeah, I, I feel like this movie just presents to me like a really accurate depiction of these kind of characters. Like I feel like they all feel like super believable types of characters that remind me of a lot of people that I know. And like the movie never, I don't feel like the movie tries to make me hate Kyle. I don't hate Kyle, but he's cringy and he's mm-hmm. like annoying, mm-hmm. but he's really funny too at times. Like oh, when yeah. Lady Bird was talking about the prank that she pulled, he's like, oh, that's really baller. Yeah. It's really anarchist of you or something yeah. like that. <laughs> I kind of hate him. The, the, the hardest thing for me to get over is the, the, the lies that he told Lady Bird yeah. to get her to sleep with him. Uh, and that was like, oh, all right. Yeah, that's a that's rough for me to get over. Yeah, it's it's bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's I mean, it's it's not that uh, I don't think Zach or I are like uh, defending him as like a good person. No, but yeah, I guess in in my head, that's where I'm like, this is why I don't like like, I don't like this guy. And I think he's kind of a bad guy. Yeah, that's right. And that's what I think about mostly like of the of the things that I can't get over and be like, he's just a dumb kid or whatever. It's really interesting because when when Lady Bird walks down the stairs after they had just had sex, she we we have a shot of like, I'm assuming his dad, his dad, like asleep, dying of cancer. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Does he say that? Uh, I don't know, but Greta Gerwig said it in the director's commentary that we just get this like moment of like explaining why he like partially yeah. why he's like does the movie explicitly say he's dying of cancer i don't remember but greta did so okay yeah yeah, yeah. i because i remember like seeing that shot and it's like okay well clearly this shot is saying something 
I'm not sure explicitly what it's saying, but I think this is enough to tell us that like Kyle doesn't have a great home life. Like he's got stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, I mean, the dad's like wasting away and yeah. he's got an oxygen tank. Like that's, I think. Oh, maybe all, I missed the oxygen. There tank is an then. oxygen tank. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so he's on oxygen and like, he's, you know, frail and wasted away. Like, I mean, that makes this movie even a little sadder. Yeah, totally. I didn't, yeah. I didn't notice the oxygen tank at all. Yeah. Like you didn't, oh. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't pick up the cancer angle. Even I wasn't a little so bit. quick to just write him off as a bad person. I just, like you were. <laughs> I, I, I mean, write I you off as a bad person I'm too. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I lean with Jake on that. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I get that. Like, yeah, he has stuff going on, and I, I give him some allowance for like acting up and like just trying to like find other sources of and being 17. Yeah, but to the same extent, like, still pretty crappy things. It is. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I feel like we've spent a lot of time on Timothy Chalamet, and I feel like we haven't because he spent... has major Zach energy. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I feel like we haven't spent enough time on Lucas Hedges, though. Okay. Um, I do. I think Lucas Hedges, like you, I mean, maybe there's really nothing more that you haven't already said, Tyler, but uh, I do think that that does just point to how great of an actor he is, that he can play a part like this and play a Manchester by the sea part or play literally Shia LaBeouf in Honey Boy. Um, but I, I really liked both of the boyfriends and I think it's fun and interesting that we kind of get to see Lady Bird kind of like vacillate between these two extremes. Um, and I feel like, <laughs> what? I just remembered the scene. It's just so funny when he, she says like, you can grab my boobs if you want. And he says, no, I respect you too much. <laughs> yeah. And she says, thanks. If you had boobs, I would respect you to not touch them I, too. <laughs> I loved their dialogue together because it was really like just dumb and yeah. cringy. Yeah. And it felt so accurate to like two teenagers in love. Yeah. Trying to be like romantic and cute and they're just not at all yeah. <laughs> um and i feel like they they did that really well yeah i agree i i mean lucas hedges again yeah i I've, I've said a lot about him but uh his um all of his acting in in this movie felt so uh believable in its like um uh, i don't know banality mm-hmm. you know like that, like so much of like childhood and growing up is just being like, you know, dumb and like not knowing, like trying to play at life, trying to play at adulthood, but failing. And like a lot of, uh, a lot of coming of age stories, they really like honestly oversell teenagers. Like they really make teenagers out to be way more, you know, thoughtful and uh intelligent maybe or like uh wizened than than teenagers really are in real life and uh you know these were actual teenagers the actors you know they're actual teenagers playing teenagers perfectly mm-hmm. um and and but i i give mo- most of that credit really to greta gerwig like she she wrote parts that were authentically juvenile because even like you think about like other like coming of age stories and other coming of age comedies you think about something like uh super bad mm-hmm. and like i love super bad and i think it comes pretty close to be honest um but it's still very like like some of these kids like the situations that they're in and the things that come out of their mouth it's like that's funny it's great it's good for the movie Literally no teenager is like that. Mm-hmm. In super bad, you're talking about. In super yeah. bad. Like no teenager is really like, like no, no teenager is has the the misplaced confidence that McLovin has. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. I know someone actually right now that is basically McLovin. Fair enough. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. But I think the idea of cops just like oh, letting yeah. you do all that stuff. Yeah, it's just not doesn't happen. It's not real, yeah. you know. Uh but this, like every every uh character, um, like most of what we're experiencing with them of the teenagers, most of what we're experiencing with them is the stupid banal, you know, pointless stuff that that teenage life is is 
really all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say I enjoy this way more than I enjoyed like super bad because of the like realness that mm-hmm. comes with it. Yeah. Or even like, you know, to like down credit my favorite coming of age story that we we were talking about earlier, Perks. Like Perks is so unrealistic, honestly. <laughs> like it's like it's sort of like 13 reasons why we've joked about before that it's like no teenager goes through all of the things that they're, do, that they're talking about. It's over-sensationalized. Where this just isn't. Yeah. I don't think I have much more to say. <laughs> yeah, I don't have much more to say. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I think I'm, I like it. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. What, did you guys have any nitpicks? Other I, than Kyle's morality? That's not a nitpick about the movie. I don't think that makes it a bad movie. No, there, there are people that, you know, I can hate characters in movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's allowed. The only thing uh, I would say for me that, and once again, I think I just have an issue with Timothy Chalamet. Like it brought me out, but that was really the only thing that like, uh, I thought the acting was great across the board, except for him. And maybe he did great. Maybe he did. And I just hate him, his face or it. something. I don't know what it is about him. He just strikes me as a person I wouldn't like. Do we need to sit you guys down so you can squash this beef? I know. Maybe yeah. we do. Tim, if you're listening, come on the show. Please do, because I would do anything to hang out with Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> Honestly, I could take it or leave it. What but. if he was like, the only way to go on the show is if I replace Tyler and he's not allowed to be That's there. fine. I'll, I'll be sad, but I'll allow okay. it. Okay. I kind of wanted to bring this up real quick because I was looking. I was curious when I had read that it was nominated for Best Picture. Um, I wanted to see what beat it and what it was competing against. And uh, 2018 was a stacked year. So we had, first of all, we had Shape of Water win, which I don't know how I feel about that. But uh, we had Shape of Water nominated, Darkest Hour. Three billboards, right? Three billboards, Dunkirk, Phantom Thread, Get Out, The Post, Call Me By Your Name, and Lady Bird. Timothy Chalamet did a lot that year. <laughs> so did <laughs> Lucas Hedges. Yeah. He really did. How do, I mean, we've so done Shape of Water one. You said Shape of Water one, which I've never seen it. It's so bad. Yeah, it looked like something I didn't want to see. I didn't finish it because I didn't like it. Oh, really? Why did it win? I don't know. It <laughs> was such Zach's a not weird. Deciding. <laughs> it was such a weird upset that year because, like, truly, because like everyone I talked to, like my mom, it was the, my mom's not really a big movie person, but like uh-huh. she had time that year. And she was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go see every movie that's like up for Academy Awards this year. And I was like, wow, okay, cool. And we like talked about all of them. Um, and we sat over like a bottle of wine and dragged The Shape of Water for like two hours. Like it was so <laughs> bad. Like everyone I talked to hated it. It's crazy. Mm. But it won. Yeah. That's funny. I think it's interesting that we've done three of these already. And by next year, we'll have done four of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you were saying uh, it's, uh, oh, yeah, is this the newest movie? And it's like, well, sort of. I guess <laughs> not. Yeah, I guess not. Get Out and Dunkirk. Mm-hmm. Um, you have any other things? Did you have any other nitpicks you wanted to bring up? I didn't have any nitpicks. I not None that I can remember right now. Okay. The only nitpick that I had was I felt like the director of photography, like the cinema, the cinematography of this movie, like I felt like sometimes uh, he just nailed it. Um, That's like, how I felt too. Like it was back and forth. Like some shots were fantastic. Yeah. And some shots I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. It felt like he was trying too hard. Yeah. Like, and like sometimes it landed like the scene, the last scene of when she's like the voiceover of her leaving the voicemail for her mom about being romantic, about driving in Sacramento. Uh-huh. And you just have these like, you know, reverse shots of her and her mom in the same, like, yeah. uh, like doing the same movements. And like in the, like that was, I loved it. Masterful. Yeah. Like it was like, Oh my gosh, that was so beautiful. It was so mm-hmm. artistic. artistic. And, yep. Um, but then there were other shots, like honestly, like the first sequence of like Lady Bird jumping out of the car up until she jumps out of the car. I really hated the cinematography. Like they were just like trying too hard. Like it's like the, it like cuts to like, uh, her hands opening the cassette you know, uh-huh. audiobooks or whatever. And it was like, I didn't need that cut. Like I didn't like, you didn't need to do all that. Like we're just having dialogue. Like 
And there were like three or four cuts in that sequence where I was like, what is, why? Like, don't, it, it's pointless. It, and it feels like you're trying too hard. But then, yeah, other, other sequences, he just nailed it. So my only nitpick was, I think the DP tried too hard. <laughs> That's fair. And you feel the same way, Scott? Yeah, I agree with that. I, I felt like there were some shots that I was like, oh, wow, I really loved. Like, she's driving, and it was just a quick cut to her mom. Yeah. Like, you don't see that those quick cuts very often in movies no, anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for it to be the exact same framing, the exact same motion, like, it was, it was like, jolting in a very beautiful way. If that makes yeah. sense. No, yeah. I, that's a great description. Um, we're going to go to you first, Zach. I'm going to give it a 9.5. Uh, Jake, are, are you, do you have a unit for that? Oh. Uh, uh, Sacramento's. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I couldn't think of anything. All right, Jake. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give it uh, an 8.4 Sacramento's. nice um all right i'm gonna give this uh eight really hateful timothy chalamet's well not i hate him yeah not like he's hateful. timothy chalamet's that scott hates yeah eight timothy chalamet's that scott hates yeah tyler uh i'm gonna give this uh 9.1 uh cringy post coitus conversations with timothy chalamet wow nice well, this you comes nine point one of those. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would, I would have so many of those if I could. <laughs> this comes out to an eighty-seven percent, and that comes to movie rank number sixteen out of one sixteen. Wow! Wow! Nice. Higher, th- higher than I would have thought. So once again, the other guys gave this a ninety-nine percent, wow. and IMDb gave it a seven point four. So we're kind of right in between the two of them. Yeah. Wow. Man, great pick, Zach. I'm I'm glad you uh, I'm glad you picked it. Nick? I'd been waiting to like for it to clear the for five clear year the- mark for <laughs> since we started this podcast. So yeah, that's how I was with um, Last Castle. <laughs> you were waiting until five people had heard of the Last Castle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Well, next week we're going to Tyler. What we got? Uh, next, I don't remember. <laughs> what about Jerry We've already Maguire. talked about yeah, it. Jerry Maguire. That's right. I panicked. I don't know what happened. I was like, we're doing Ladybird again. I don't know. <laughs> Show me. <laughs> you don't remember that? I don't. No, next week we are uh, talking about the uh, classic uh, uh, rom-com. The, the most classic of all rom-coms, in my opinion. Shape of Water. Shape of Water. <laughs> <laughs> that's that new avatar movie right yeah <laughs> yes. okay. yeah mm-hmm. oh wait before we get out of here uh i i have a just a random piece of movie trivia Dude, I think this episode is just going to be effed up.